Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From Hollywood to you. Thank you for listening to us. Ryan Seacrest. Seacrest! On air, on air, on air with Ryan Seacrest. Mostly sunny, cool for us in Southern California. Highs around, highs around 60. Yeah, that's cold. That's cold. And (laughs) and along the water, that's, 60 along the water feels colder than that too. But it's acceptable for this time of year. I'll take it in February. When it's this cold in June, I'm not a fan. No, I get that. Well, the gloom. Mm-hmm. All right, so what do we have today? We got a lot, actually. Today, we have Disneyland tickets every hour. Four-pack for you to win. The other thing we have coming up before 7 here is we're going to give you the best songs to listen to to feel energized in the morning and less fatigued during a workout. I'll tell you what those are. Also, one of the Spider-Men, former Spider-Men, right. is nominated for an Academy Award for Tick, Tick, Boom. That's Andrew Garfield. Who plays Jonathan Larson, who's the guy that wrote Rent, and it's a tragic story of what happened. He got, you know, his, his right. life's work on stage, and then he died the mm-hmm. night before it actually opened up. But he's so good in this role. Oh my gosh, he's, he's incredible. Uh, so we'll talk to Andrew Garfield. He's always an elegant guy. He seems like always an elegant. Is it the who, accent? I think it's all of it. It's also charm. He's got good charm. Yeah, he's got good hair too. Did he date Taylor Swift? Who did he date that I'm thinking of? Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Are they still together? No, he's dating. Actually, I don't know his girlfriend's name, but they're, they're always photographed playing tennis. That's strange <laughs> that you wouldn't know the name. Like, a, Yeah, I don't know her name. They're photographed playing tennis, so he's a tennis guy. He likes uh, tennis. Yeah. Where do they play tennis? Uh, somewhere in Malibu. Huh. I mean, stalkerish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think she's pretending not to know yeah, the details. I picture Tanya in the bushes with binoculars. <laughs> Her name's Alyssa Hi. Alyssa Miller. <laughs> Alyssa Miller. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Delilah is on the line this morning. Hi, Delilah. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. So you're calling with advice for whom? For Tanya. She mentioned that um, she didn't have Robbie's phone number and she had locked herself out of the car. And uh... I had a suggestion for her. Robbie, her boyfriend. Boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yes. Okay. Now, this. Let's just be clear. This is because we live in a time where we don't know anybody's number. We just have a contact, and we hit send. Yeah. So Tanya found herself in a pickle, in a life-threatening situation. <laughs> Stranded. Her Stranded. phone locked in her car. Stranded. Could have been. She had coffee. But just think. You know, time goes by, sun goes down, parking lot's empty. Right. Life-threatening. Mm-hmm. Right. So she doesn't know how to call her boyfriend because she doesn't know the number because it's trapped in the phone that's stuck in the locked car. Mm-hmm. So Delilah, what is the solution? So she mentioned she had her dog with her, her puppy. And I was going to suggest, not sure if the puppy has a dog tag. Oh my gosh, true. That you could put your phone number and Robbie's phone number listed on the dog tag. And there you go. That's actually a really good idea. Does she not have a a num- your guys' number on the dog tag? No, she doesn't wear a collar. 
<laughs> Why does she want a collar? Uh, you need a collar for your dog. She to come out of the house, so we just no. Don't you need her. to put when yeah. she escapes. She need to have a yeah. return to sender. Imagine return if she to sender. If she ran out of the house, T. You don't have a tag on your dog. No. You, need to, uh-huh. you immediately need to say, "This is Sunny. We love her. Please call." Yeah. George's tag says, "This is Georgia. I love her. Please call this number." Ours oh, just really? says their name, and then on the other side has both my number and. But no, Michael's. that's like not the thing anymore in 2022 because people can take photos of your dog's collar or. Okay, tag. well then you'd rather have run the are risk you, of the dog escaping you and you can't need, be returned. Yeah, they need to you call don't you. You understand the first thing about puppy parenting. <gasps> you better be glad that we know what we're doing over here. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I really don't know what I'm doing. By the way, she was at Starbucks with you when you locked your phone in the car, so she does leave the house. Yeah. So what if she escaped the Starbucks? Right. She doesn't leave our arms or the house. Of course, not intentionally, but something could happen. Just like, you don't mean to lock your phone no. in your car, do yeah, you? that's true. Do they let you go inside Starbucks with a dog? Yeah, you can go anywhere with your dog. No, you cannot go no, anywhere. You can't go anywhere. You can go to restaurants and sit down no, and where they're serving can't. food. You yes, cannot. Yes, you can. Usually, no. where you you're serving food, it's a no. Well, now it's... that everything's outside, they no, let that's you. That's outside. Yeah, that's but... not in dining. You have a lot to learn. Tanya, before is that you're girl really with the dog and no rules? I am. I am. <laughs> this is not okay. You need to think about what you're doing. These are decisions you're making that could impact the dog. Yeah, you really need the dog tag. That's important. Okay. Okay. Don't. Okay. Don't you agree? Delilah, don't you agree? I absolutely agree. Okay, I'm surprised your boyfriend, who's responsible, who at least I thought was responsible, hasn't already had one printed up that says, we love Sunny, please call. Thanks, Delilah. She's chipped. She has a microchip. But I don't know if people know how to do that. Like, I yeah, I actually know was just thinking, means. I don't know what that means either. Like, if I saw a dog without a collar, I think this is a lost dog. Yeah, but then you take track. it to a shelter or a vet, and then they microchip. So it's just a whole extra step. If the number's there, it's so much easier. They can call you and dog safe. I just think you need to check with us on stuff, and Robbie needs to get his act together. Yeah. Okay? Now I want to know what kind of gate you bought her, because now I'm concerned. Well, and I'm worried about kids. <laughs> One step I mean, at a time. Guys, let's just, this big picture this right now. These were training wheel things, okay? Oh. What about when mom and dad get a real bike? Yeah, mm. no. I've already, I've already had, like, I, the meltdowns that I've had with Sunny, I'm, like, actually scared for my own child. Yeah, we are now, too. Yeah. <laughs> and we're actually scared for Sunny. All right. <laughs> your morning hack is next. And we're available 24-7, mostly yeah. Sisney, but you call any of us <laughs> if you need I got you. Let's get to your morning hack and the positive quote of the day first it is scientifically proven that upbeat music gives you energy in the morning that's what we do sometimes many times mm-hmm. also have some ballads but you know trying to upbeat it they say even better than a cup of coffee and the sweet spot is 170 bpms beats per minute so here are a few songs with just the right 170 bpm eminem lose yourself oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, I get that. So it's one seat, but did you know it's the 170 beats per minute that is why? Mm-hmm. The architecture of a song. Another one that's right in the sweet spot. Oh. And also this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it's interesting because I always think this is a slow song. In my mind, this is a slow song. No way. It hits. This? Yeah, but when I hear the beat, it's not. Try running to that. I think it's the way it starts. It builds. Yeah, and my it's maybe my my BPM brain is off. That's a slower song to me 
Then... Empire State of Mind seems slow. Yeah. That seems faster. But they're all the same. This is slow to me. Yeah. Seems slower. But is it just because we're conditioned to hear Alicia Keys and more Maybe. sultry, slow songs? But if you want to get going, minus the caffeine, that's what they say. 170 beats per minute. Today's quote, do not stay in a room or conversation or a relationship or an institution that requires you to abandon yourself. On air with Ryan Seacrest. We're getting there. Andrew Garfield after seven. More Disneyland tickets. And I'm about to pay some bills. Sissony with the headlines. Well, Los Angeles County is reportedly issuing a new health order this week that will allow residents who are vaccinated against COVID-19 to take off their masks at indoor establishments that check for proof of vaccination. The order will likely go into effect on Friday. The California Lottery this week unveiled a new Scratchers game with a top prize of $20 million, the largest ever for such a game in state history. The set-for-life millionaire edition game won't necessarily make the winner an instant millionaire, though, as the grand prize will be paid out over 25 years in annual $800,000 installments. And the Main Street Electrical Parade is returning to Disneyland in April with a new float featuring characters from several films, including Encanto and Coco. The Main Street Electrical Parade, World of Color, and the Disneyland Forever Fireworks Show will return on April 22nd. Fantasmic is set to return on May 28th. And speaking of parades, after a two-year hiatus, L.A. Pride will make the move to Hollywood in June. Leaving its familiar parade route in West Hollywood, organizers promise the parade will branch out in more ways than just a location shift. And this year's activities will build more experiences that represent a broader range of the LGBTQ community. On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Andrew Garfield nominated for an Oscar. Oscar nominee Andrew Garfield coming up 720 this morning. Tick, tick, boom. Is the Netflix movie that you can stream. He's amazing in it. So I tried to put myself in the guest's shoes for this one. So I just tried to play a role in Tick, Tick. One of the scenes out in Tick, Tick, Boom. I tried okay. to play it out. So you'll, yeah, I'm going to I'll play a little bit for you. For enjoyment? Yeah, just for enjoyment. Mm-hmm. So you know he's he's playing Jonathan Larson, yes. who composer of Rent. So here's one. Of the mm-hmm. Wow! Singing one of the songs. Voice of an angel. Uh huh. You're just shouting. No, you're trying. Wow. I'm going to play it for him and see what he thinks. <laughs> care about your opinion anyway. He's an Oscar nominee. What are we? Local DJs. Yeah. Right? So put your... Play I your appreciate hits. it, but I'm going to play it for the Oscar nominee. Now, let's get to the question. Do you perform better knowing your significant other is watching, or do you prefer them not? Yeah. Okay. What do you have? Do you have... Well, think about it, because you do. You perform a lot. Are we performing are we in the bedroom? performing at home? No, I'm talking about like work stuff. Oh. So like if you're hosting a red carpet, I was thinking in the I was thinking in the bedroom no, and I was like, aren't you both watching, watching each other? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was trying to figure out too. I'm like, what is do you mean a mirror? Like That's what, what I want to do. Like, oh, I love a mirror in it the room. I thought she was nice. going to tell us she got a mirror <laughs> like, over her bed next. I mean, it's not I'm over the bed is cheesy. On the side. I, I once rented an apartment that had that over the bed. It's kind of fun for a few oh, months. Oh, you were that dude. 
No, I rented it. I didn't mean to. The guy it who was there. It, yeah, it, still, it was already there. It was uh-huh, his. Uh-huh. You're still that But dude. I, it was fun. I mean, it's fun for a while, it's I guess. It's distracting, though, because you keep like, you know, you're not really focused. Okay, I'm okay get your with head like, out of the gutters. Just on the wall is fine. Is that gutters? This is what you teed up for us to yeah. talk about. No, I meant perform, like, perform either your job or a sort of if you're playing a game. So think about that. Okay. Okay. So when you're working, do you prefer your significant other watching you or not at all? And I bring it up because there was this rumor going around, this very famous football player, Patrick Mahomes, um, that he asked his fiance. (laughs) We know who Patrick Mahomes is. is. (laughs) Okay. This is a guy that That y'all Let me put it. That actually brought me a lot of joy. (laughs) (laughs) You know who he played for or plays for? Come on, Tanya. You got this. Uh... You didn't. You did all this and didn't look up his team. They're red. Um, Come on, you got this. You got this. This is like at the foundation of this. the story. No, it's not. The foundation yeah, of the story is. is the conversation that I want to have. No, with you guys. the foundation of the story is him performing for the Kansas City Chiefs Chief. when he plays <laughs> quarterback. Yes, that's what this City. is all about. Yes, Kansas City. I didn't know who they were though, like what their team name <laughs> but was. But performing <laughs> meaning playing quarterback for the Chiefs. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so he's a big he's football. Well, he's a really famous football. He's a really famous. <laughs> you football have changed player. since you got a boyfriend. That's not that. true. I just don't know football. That's so good. Okay, that's not the point of the story. <laughs> yeah. So he is a football player. So that is that's his performing that I'm talking about. There's this rumor going around that he didn't let his fiance come to the games because she was a distraction. Mm-hmm. So he basically responded on Twitter with like laughing emojis and said, "Y'all just make be making stuff up these days." So he basically shut down the rumors. But it got me thinking about that topic because, for me personally, I I told Robbie, my boyfriend, not to listen to my podcast because I think I'm better when he's not listening because it's like girl chat and I'm just more unfiltered. So I prefer him not to. So I was like, maybe this, there's some truth to this Patrick thing because it might be not distraction isn't the right word, but like some, I think some people perform better with their significant other and some perform worse. I kind of don't, I'm fine other way. Me but too. Really? I'm... I think because we perform for so many people that it doesn't phase me if he's in the room or watching or listening yeah. or, I kind of like it if, like if someone I'm dating is in the audience of something I'm hosting. Do you perform like better? I don't know, but I have more fun. Yeah, because you're supported. Yeah, you feel supported, and you're winking in commercial breaks. Oh, texting. Oh. Fun stuff. Are you throwing out some like inside jokes? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I might use words that only she knows how to decode. Oh. I like that. Well, things, things of the sort. Cute. All right, let's get into it with Andrew Garfield right now. I'm very excited that you are here. Lots of bases to cover. But yes. most important, you know, we've talked before. We've seen your, the roles that you play. We talk about those roles. But never have I ever really attempted to put my feet into your shoes. Oh, wow. You want to do that now? I did it. I what did happened? it. I, I'm, well, I'm going to, I don't know if you can see it, but I'm going to show you the video. Hold on. Let me just put you on my main thing. Where are you, Ryan? I'm going to pin you. Okay. Look at right. that. Keep it. Keep it here. Getting shorter. The lines on your face are getting longer. I mean, this is a tough <laughs> scene, bro. Oh, no, it's still, I like it. Oh, it comes from here. 
Oh my gosh. Good this for is a you. It's a scene from Tick Tick Boom. Yeah. Where he's at the piano. And I just have a real appreciation for your art, my friend. After Thanks, man. You sound great. Seconds. You're sounding good. <laughs> I, I'm, ter- I, I'm terrified of singing, actually. But, it, it, but like it's so vulnerable. But like you just you just played it for me and for the world, for every person <laughs> in the world listening I to the show. I kind of had to go for it, but it does lead me to the question. And I've read stories about how you ended up really starting to get that role or being considered for that role, and a massage therapist and all kinds of different things. But did you have a lot of singing experience in film, or or much, or any? None, none whatsoever. None. I. Yeah, no, I I mean, I will mess around with my my friends, you know, at karaoke or like if there's a guitar and a drum kit, we'll we'll play around. But like, it's not, you know, I, I've never been a singer. I, I've, I've always wanted to be a singer. I've always longed to see if I could get to, I, you know, at, and at drama school in, in, in London, I was given um, a song for my singing strand of, uh, of of that course, and it was from a musical called Sweet Charity. It's called The Rhythm of Life. Um, and it's like, if you know that song, there's no place mm. to breathe in it. And I got through maybe two phrases, and my singing teacher was like, maybe this is for you. <laughs> um, and then, it, yeah, but then it took, it took Lin-Manuel Miranda to kind of reopen that valve and to, and to go, whoever told you that you can sing, I want to have a... a gentle firm word with them um and and he really he's, he's the one that made me kind of um i borrowed his belief and then he gave me a year to get ready and to really kind of um because the way that jonathan larson sings the character that i play the person that i play he's not singing prettily he's not trying to sing well he's just trying to be heard like he's trying to reach you know in that period of time he was singing for his whole community for the, mm-hmm. for the people mm-hmm. around him that were getting sick and and in, in lots of cases dying during the AIDS epidemic. And he was, you know, he was trying to change legislation through his music. He was trying mm. to change the world through, it was life and death. So that, that it was more important to sing with that kind of passion than it was to be the concerned conviction. with how I sounded. Well, Jonathan Larson. So this is the guy behind, the, the composer behind the show Rent, the stage play, the Broadway hit Rent. And I mean, obviously it's tragic and this is not giving anything away because this is what happened. But was it the night before Andrew opening night that he passed away? Yeah, the night before the first preview of Rent first off preview. Broadway, he 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 passed away at the age of thirty-five. He died of a an a, aortic aneurysm, so a heart attack. And like there was that. a line. There was a line in the original Tick Tick Boom, the one-man show that he wrote for himself, performed that was originally called Boho Days. There was a line in it that was that had to be cut after he passed away because it was far too heartbreaking. And then the line was, "Sometimes I feel like my heart is going to explode." Mm. and wow wow that's friendly, chilling mm-hmm. chilling because unconsciously and you know tick tick boom is all about trying to get our song sung before we run out of time to complete right. as much of our song as possible and i think obviously he was surrounded by friends who were getting sick and dying in his community at a very young age but also i think he had some unconscious understanding and knowing that he himself really didn't have a lot of time and, and it was like the theater gods were putting this pressure on him to write rent before mm. he, he his life was was taken from him so that the world could be richer because of it it's i mean tick tick boom it's a it's a very compelling and well done uh movie on netflix 
And as you said, Lin-Manuel Miranda. And Andrew, I really have to tell you, I, I when I spoke to you last, I had not seen it. This time I have seen it. And I just was taken into the story. And, and I was captured by it. And I really say this genuinely, you're brilliant at that role and going back and forth between the song and the acting. It's really well done. Thank you, Ryan. That's, I really, really appreciate that. It's, it's, I, I'm just so, it's, I, you know, I just want to be an actor for the rest of my life. You know, I love what I do so much. And, you know, I, the, the first gig I ever got was a, a, a Spanish Doritos commercial. And I thought I'd made it. You know, I got paid £2,000 for two days of work. And I was like, if I can do this for the rest of my life, I'm happy. If I can play air guitar with a Doritos <laughs> for the rest of my life, I'll be, I'll be happy. So now, cut, cut to, you know, 18 years later, and I, and I get to tell stories like this one and honor human beings like Jonathan Larson on this scale, on, on, a, on Netflix for people to watch and revisit mm. anytime they want and to be a part of a story that is so meaningful and actually has real healing medicine for people. I just, I'm just, you know, I'm a great, great. When I mean, you, you were nominated for best actor at the Academy Awards, how did it feel? To be nominated for this? Yeah. Yeah. Again, man, it's this crazy thing where the, at base level, if, if I can make theater for 10 people in a black box for the rest of my life, I'd be happy. So you add to that all of this other stuff and you kind of get feel very humbled by it. You feel it's surreal. I think about myself as a drama student. I think, mm -hmm. you know, I remember I remember. And I think that's what's beautiful about this story is that it's every actor's story in a way. It's like, will I make it? Will I make sure. it? Will I make it? Yeah, it's going from not being able to make rent to someone giving you a chance or making it for the deadline and then life can open up a change or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then and then suddenly I'm being my my name is being uttered in the same breath as Denzel Washington and Javier Bardem and Will Smith and Benedict Cumberbatch and the 25 previous best actor nominees who have been nominated for their performances in musicals like Bing Crosby. Mm. And um, you know, Fred Astaire and 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 James Cagney and I'm like holy I never want to feel um, I never want to get over it you know what I mean I always want it to feel awesome yeah well I, I think uh, it seems like you will feel that way for a long time and I wish you good luck at the Academy Awards Easton come on over to the microphone as well but um, okay so Spider-Man Tom Holland is now Spider-Man and he was telling me that he was and you may know this but he was nervous about meeting you and, and Toby McGuire because he thought you guys would be possessive about the character and sort of not not wanting him to do well but a bit standoffish about it and apparently you were not no <laughs> quite the contrary and I, of course I understand that it's like you know these two kind of like older middle-aged spider-men coming in and kind of like encroaching on Tom's territory I would un I, I understand how he could have imagined that we we, we we may not have been as kind as as we turned out to be but thank goodness me and Toby we just wanted to support our little bro you know because I, I, I love Tom and I, I just love what he's done with that character and in that role and it was an honor to be able to come and, and support him and be kind of a mentor and and you know in 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 the film and otherwise yeah, it was funny because I thought maybe he was joking about that, but I could tell he had this terrified look when he was telling me the story that that might happen. And I was too relieved to hear that you were a nice guy about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Easton is here. Easton is one of our engineers. And Easton, because we're tight on time, I think I'd pick the best one. But he's obsessed. How would you describe your obsession, Easton? I'm a, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. I'm wearing a Spider-Man T-shirt right now. <laughs> Andrew, I just got to say, you're uh, you're my favorite Spider-Man. You can tell Toby oh. that. <laughs> Tom Holland is fine, but 
That's but, uh, very fun. Thanks, man. My favorite Spider-Man moment Spider-Man. is uh, from the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2. The movie closes with you giving a pep talk to a little kid. You give him a fist bump. And then Paul Giamatti comes running at you in his uh, rhino armor, and you start to swing a uh, manhole cover at him. It's the, like that's why we go to the movies. It gives me goosebumps just talking about it. The credits start right as you're about to hit him in the face or in the horn. What happens next? How's the rest of that fight? <laughs> well, yeah, if I remember correctly, um, what happened after that? That was too. It was not suitable to screen because it was so brutal. Um, and, and no, I have no idea. It was no, that was where the script ended, and that's where our movie ended. So you 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 get to choose your own adventure with that one. What would you have liked to have seen happen? Uh, well, I mean, I want to see you beat the crap out of the rhino, pull him out of that seat, and show him what's up. <laughs> Show anyone that, that in, the little guy can stand up for himself. That's what I want. Just watching you play by play, that was enough for all of us today. Yeah. You fulfilled our wishes. <laughs> um, Andrew yeah, Garfield, nice Tick, Tick, Boom, streaming on Netflix, and good luck at the Oscars, man. Thanks for coming on. Congratulations. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Much love to everybody. Thank Take you. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Did you know Easton had, while he was telling that story, he had Spider-Man graphics moving. Like yeah, he was changing he his background it. scene exactly. with the scene that he was describing. He had been coordinating that moment graphic and story timing for days. <laughs> I love it. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Good morning, Charlie. Hi, how are you guys doing? How are you doing? Uh, I have a question about whether or not I'm allowed to date someone without asking their exes for like permission first. Oh, okay. Well, you know the X? Pen. Let me get a pen out. It's going to require some notes. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Charlie. Okay. The question is, re- reset it one more time so I'm totally clear. So, am I allowed to date someone without asking their ex's permission first? Well, do you know their exes? Or ex? Okay, so I, I know him, but it's not like from my immediate friend group. If that makes mm. sense. Then why do you even question it? Well, because, like, I do see him from time to time. There's, like, a, a group of, like, eight or nine of us that get together, and he's the guy that comes every once in a while, you know, to watch games and stuff like that, barbecues. And I've never been, like, one-on-one with him necessarily, but he's a part of the friend group, so I don't want to cause, like, a schism <laughs> in the dude's set. Oh. Nor do I want to play broke, though. I mean, this doesn't go well if you ask him, I don't think. And it doesn't go well if it bothers him, I don't think. So, are you ready for it not to go well on some level with him? Mm. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't know what the immediate repercussions are. I don't want to be known as that guy, but I do like her. She's a really cool girl. Um, I just, yeah, it's a rock and a hard place. And we're trying to avoid a schism, right? Yeah, I don't even know what that is, but it sounds bad. Sounds no fun. It's it's a low-code schism. What do you think on this, Sissini? I, if you care about the guy and he's your friend, maybe say something. But if you're not really, you don't ever talk to him, I think you play dumb. And you do your life. So that was what I was thinking initially is that just let it kind of come up naturally and be like, oh, you guys dated? Oh, I didn't know that. And just kind of play it dumb. I mean. Well, you are on the radio, Charlie. Just yeah, so, so you're, now I, he probably you know, knows that you know. Or somebody That's might know. Dumb. Well, a lot of, lot of not you know clever moves here. But 
if you're interested in her and you're questioning this, it's probably okay that you date her and it will be what it will be, right? Because you don't have a friendship with the guy, so you might cross paths and then you'll see what happens when paths cross. The other part of it, he's not dating her. It's over between them. So that's a reality he's got to live with and Mm -hmm. deal with. Maybe better off it's somebody in the group, even though the periphery of the group, than a stranger. Uh, no, I feel like I feel like don't you guys just like talk chill though? You could kind of just throw it in there like, yeah, man, bro, bro I'm dating. No, Sam. I don't think guys receive that well. You don't think so? I don't nah. think so. No, I think you'd be prepared for him to have a problem with it, and then yeah, what? or just avoid each other. But I think just go for it, bro. Yeah, like life's too short, bro. Yeah. So but let me ask you some. As a man, am I breaking? bro code do you think that that's that's what's going on or am i good to go ryan you said it's like a third layer of acquaintances that you cross paths with so i don't think you're breaking a code cool all right well i, <laughs> I, I like that but who am i to know I like yeah, yeah, he's like cool thanks bye <laughs> all right thanks good luck no i know thanks. that maybe we're giving bad advice to some but i felt like charlie should just go for it not worry about it the other guy he doesn't really know and they're not together the woman he wants to date, and the ex. And a schism, by definition, is a, I've just looked it up, is a split or division between strongly opposed sections or parties caused by differences in opinion or belief. I can safely say that in the 34 years I've done this Kiss Morning Show, never, ever has anyone used the word schism. No. I do enjoy it, though. Schism. It's a fun word. Yeah, because it's confusing. It sounds... Mm -hmm. Sounds like it could go a lot of places. Sounds like a scuffle. By the way, I just finished Tinder Swindler. Finally. <laughs> Welcome to the party. I felt terrible for them. Well, yeah. I don't want to give it all away, but the uh, title kind of does. I mean, it's yeah. everywhere now. But how do you get away with it? How do you get away with it? They're bankrupt. Well, he no, gets away I with mean, it? he didn't. He still went to prison for what? Five but months But now he's back to I was just reading he's going to do a dating show. No, I know. He's got a cameo. People are paying him still. It's so insane. And they are bankrupt. Or they had to fix their credit. That's the crazy part. It's like, can't they be pardoned? Like, can't they, can someone like a billionaire pay for them? Like, just because to help them out? I just think the whole thing was, what? I mean, Tubbs, it could, like, you could have been taken by the swindler. You were on Tinder. I would have swiped left on him, though. Uh, Oh, not his type. Not my type, nah. You don't want to befriend him either? (laughs) No. Yeah, well, this one, it's pretty crazy how he used all the same pictures, all the same scenarios. Uh, is there, like, I don't know how he kept up with it, to be honest with you. Well, you but, know what's kind of similar is the Inventing Anna on Netflix, the Shonda Rhimes uh, uh, show. You're watching that. Uh, no, I'm not. You yeah, just you started it, you no, said. No, I'm not. Okay, can I tell you what I'm watching? I mean, are you there on a Nest Cam? I'm not watching. I started it and I've stopped. <gasps> you need to continue. It is so good. And she's okay. not a Tinder swindler, but she's essentially swindling Can investors. Can I ask you a question about Swindler Tindler? So, it's Tinder Swindler, but yes. Tinder Swindler? So how that photo that they sent in the ambulance with uh-huh. the security guard uh-huh. banged up and stitched up, did yes. he do that just for the photo? Who did he knows? get himself hurt and stitched up, or was that all makeup? Maybe that had happened they at some that. point. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that had happened at some point in their lifespan of hanging out together. But they were he, in an ambulance? But he kept sending that same got, picture. Right, but did the guy actually cut his head open? I couldn't. That I wanted to know. I mean, maybe you'd be surprised what you can do with Facetune. That's that's true. They could have Facetuned it. I mean, or staged stitches it. Stitches in a bald head, or staged or makeup. 
I don't know. Anyway, so many questions. Now, there's a new dating app. This is called Foreplay, right? Yes. So as in four, like the number four, because there's four people involved, it's a double date app. Um, These two friends got the idea a few years ago. They were like medical students and they just didn't have time to date like on the apps just normally like as, as a single profile. So they're like, why don't we do a joint profile together and basically say like, double date us and they just did this on the normal apps because there was no double date app at the time that's where they got the crazy idea to create one here we are with foreplay and i think it's kind of a cute idea but i do have a lot of questions Mm. like you're saying you're into this idea yeah ryan this is so not you i didn't say i'm going to do it but i think this is safer than a lot of the others and more fun because you get to go with your wing person on a date with their wing person and you chat with the group it's not like you're right. doing a one-on-one so the conversation's chat. easier. The date, if you end up going out, is easier. The complicated thing is if you line up with one and you want to swap. Yeah. Or both of you girls like the same guy. Or both guys but like the same But if that's girl. the case, then you just don't take it any further. You don't ever meet. So you'll find out with your bestie on the app and say... Well, I just think it's more fun. I think so, too. I mean, and it seems like... No pressure, you know? I feel like there's so much pressure it's when it's pre- one-on-one. It's more, on one. Like, it's more of a hang than it is a date, right? It's more of a group thing than it is a date. Yeah. That's more fun anyway. My best dates have, my, some of my relationships, some of my dating has come from being at group dinners with people. Yes. Because it's easier. Somebody. Then you get a phone number and then you text immediately on the way home. Cute. You're one of those. Respect. Yeah, I do. I love that. Because I want them to have my number. That's me. I'm right away. No BS. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's great meeting you. So apparently there's 9,000 people on this wait list. I don't why, get Why it. is there a wait list? Though? Because I, I think I was trying to like figure out then, and don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure that they don't have like the infrastructure to like right. execute it properly. Oh, it so popular so fast. Yeah, it got so popular so, so fast. So they're, they're dealing with investors right now and they're trying to make it more Good global. Job. So it'll be in LA soon. Right now it's only in New LA. York. It's only in New York. Yeah, bro. It's not Okay, it's coming out live. It's coming out live. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Mackenzie on the line. Mackenzie, good morning. It's Ryan, it's Tanya, and it's Sissini. Good morning. you, what are you up to? Good morning. I just have a question. You know, my boyfriend, he has this cat, and she is adorable. And he's had her for a couple months. But I asked him um, two nights ago if he had checked to see if she had a chip, and he said he had he hadn't. And now I don't know if I, you know, I know we need to take her to the vet to check the chip. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if she has a family, you know, I would love for her to go back. You know, I don't want to take someone's family pet. But if there's no chip, I don't know. Like, he can gladly keep her. But he just loves her so much. Huh. Hmm. My boyfriend's cat was never chipped. Okay. Well, listen, Tanya's boyfriend never put a dog tag around their dog. So what do we do here, Tanya? What advice do you have for Mackenzie? I, my advice is probably very bad here, but I would just say. Oh, no. Uh, ignorance is bliss. You're never going to check if the cat is chipped. You need to check. Yeah. And do the due diligence of at least trying to find the owner if they are chips. Yeah, I think so, Mackenzie. Don't you believe in karma? 
That's what I'm saying, you know, but, and he just loves her so much. And so it's like, I don't want to break his heart. Yeah. And fine, but it's like, you know, if it's a family pet, I'm like, no, it's not karma because maybe you guys, you said that he's had her for months now. Maybe this was all part yeah. of the cat story. She was supposed to escape where she was and you're supposed to be. But here what if the family home. is suffering because their beloved cat, like your sonny, has not come back. Yeah, because there's no tag. But maybe... What if kids have not slept for weeks now because of it? But maybe that's not the case. Maybe the, the owner couldn't handle it and she's in a better home now. <laughs> we don't know either way. <laughs> we could keep saying maybe till the cows come home. <laughs> maybe but this is the cat story. I Check just think chip. for me, whatever you think creates good karma is what I would do. I think that that makes a lot of sense. I think that's a smart decision. I'm really good karma. All right. Well, good luck with your good karma. And thank you very much for calling. Yeah. If you missed it, Tanya has not put a (laughs) tag around her dog's collar. She doesn't like wearing her collar. You don't know because you've never given her. We put a collar when we, right when we got used to it, we put a collar and she didn't like it. She kept scratching it. She kept scratching her face. Well, don't make it so tight and get a comfortable one. Yeah. Get a nice one. Well, how do you, we got her a nice one at Petco. What do you want? That's where the pets go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. All right. So emergency ordainship needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Emergency ordainship needed. So why do you why'd you wait to the last minute to get ordained, first of all? Sissy? No, it's not the last minute. I was just asked. I was just asked over the weekend by my friends that are getting married to officiate their wedding. So say no, you know, say no. You know, Why? Say no. A second. Didn't you, you do have this? Become a totally different person. I actually since I came here. I came here in such positive spirit. First of all, poo pooer. Yeah, and negative. I yeah I came because I, haven't you guys both officiated weddings? I'm ordained. Yeah, you are. Both of you are ordained. I think it takes nothing. By the way, Correct. I, I, That's our what certificate I came to me online. Like yeah, five ninety nine. Yeah, cool. you buy it. Yeah. So why do you say it's a bad idea, Tanya? It's just. For me, I felt as though there was you, there's a lot that goes into it that I don't think you realize until you're in it, and everybody Wasn't has for me. everybody has a different opinion of what they want and how they want you to be and how they want you to perform, and then you're you're thinking about everything. You don't enjoy the rehearsal dinner. You don't really enjoy the wedding until it's done and you can get drunk. Well, because you mm. thought it was about you, it wasn't. It was about them. Yeah, but no, you don't, but it's not about if, you. If you mess up, it's on you. It's their wedding it's day. Mess like, up. You're reading wedding. How vows. am I gonna mess up? Husband and wife kiss the bride. No, my pal invested in me. Stomping on glass and the hoopah. There's like a lot involved with mine. Uh, That's very religious. But we didn't, there's not that much. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a meeting. We're going to go through everything. I've been married, so I already know the drill. There's that. Um, Well, here's the thing. So for me, it was like uh, real easy. They had like two sentences they wanted me to read to them, and that was done. Kiss the bride. There was no audience. So. No I, audience. I, audience. There's no audience. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, no no guess. Guess. <laughs> there's no guest. <laughs> oh my god. Talk about someone not thinking it was about him. Yeah. There's no, there's no audience. What do you call the people You're watching? Like, it was a small gig. That's why it's not for me. Who there's are those no people audience. in the pews? That's the audience. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a guest. Guest. audience. <laughs> well, you're worried about your performance, so technically you're performing in front of the audience. I Tanya, Sissini, I was more worried about the, my friend that was getting married and her husband. I didn't I, care about the audience. I didn't come here with any worry. I was just excited <laughs> and well, honored. You should be excited. Now, why did they ask you to do that? 
So I've known them since the beginning of their relationship, and I've known the groom since he was 18 years old. And so I feel like they they said that I was one of the closest people to them and their relationship, and that no, and they knew them very well, basically. And so when they told me, I we all cried, like it was very emotional and so touching, and I was honored, and I couldn't believe it, and I'm still kind of in shock that they asked me to do this. I know it's a huge responsibility, and I just want to do it right, but apparently it's being. No, I think you should go with your positive gut on this and enjoy (laughs) it, and you can get the certificate like you'd have it done by now. Uh, the wedding's in May, so I got time. So, past few weeks, there have been a lot of people visiting L.A. People that have never been to L.A. or never really explored L.A. Because the Super Bowl, and they stayed, right? So they went to Santa Monica, they went to the Observatory, they went to Glendale, went to a lot of different places. We saw this on social media. But on social, one of the questions they had was, hey, what's that super bright light coming from downtown? And it is at night, especially if there's some haze in the air that reflects it. Mm-hmm. There could be... A very bright light. Now, I drove by this not too long ago. I saw it in person. I was so curious. And so I got off. Right, You know, you can pass on the freeway. Mm-hmm. I got off right there just to look up at it. It's massive. Right. And it goes to all four sides. It's kind of cool. So well, what it is, is it's a electronic billboard. 55 feet high. It's on top of the reef, which is a media production facility on Broadway in Washington. So, yeah, how high? 55 feet, and I think it's 700 feet wide, and it all fours. So that's the thing. Because it's all fours and so big, it's the largest billboard in the world. Because the ones in Times Square are only one side. Yeah, I was just going to say, take that, New York. Yeah, Times Square (laughs) is only have one side to them. Uh This thing has four huge sides. You can see it from the beach. That's so cool. I like it. 55 feet is so tall. Think about it. I saw a seven foot man the other day and he looked giant to me. How'd you know he was seven feet? Yeah, I asked him. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. You don't think she asked him? I believe that. No, I don't think you should do that. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Those are like things that, you know, why why bring attention to Oh, do you think he's like self-conscious about it? Maybe. Mm. Do you get annoyed if people ask how tall you are because of I can tell you. Yeah, I feel like we struck a chord. (laughs) Five, nine. Five nine, not not concerned. <laughs> I think it's all good and fine, except for if you live nearby and that thing flashes into your apartment. Well, maybe they took that into consideration. I don't think so. I think yeah. that's why people are complaining. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like it's good for some, not for others. But when you drive by, it's like breathtakingly large and flashy. On air with Ryan Seacrest. That's going to do it for us. We're rolling out. Tyler Perry joins us tomorrow. Disneyland tickets and Ryan's. Roses. All that on your Thursday broadcast. Plus, we pay your bills all day. Thanks for listening to On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.